Hi everyone, and welcome to Asian Glow Up. We're your hosts, I'm April. I'm Jackie. And I'm Jojo. Before we jump into today's episode, we just want to wish everyone happy holidays and a happy new year. This will actually be our last episode of 2020. We can't believe it's already been over three months since we first launched in September. So in today's episode, we're going to discuss our 2020 reflections. Earlier this year, we each decided on a different theme to bring to life in this year. We're going to share how well we did, what didn't go according to plan, and at the end of the episode, we're going to share our new themes for 2021. Let's get started. I think Jackie and I decided on our words when we were waiting in line to get our auras read. We waited two hours, and while we were waiting, we decided on our words. Mine was creativity, Jackie's was action, and JoJo's was gratitude. So this was pre-COVID. We had no idea what was going to happen. Let's talk about why we chose these words, and then we'll jump into how we did. My word is action, and coming into 2020, I remember talking to April about how I wanted to do more. In 2019, I first started my job, I was traveling, I was getting to know the city, but I felt it was a more personal reflection. I wanted to meet more people, get my career finally started, and just do a lot more things that were tangible that I can fully take on. So my word with action was finally putting myself in an uncomfortable situation and finally growing from it and doing things that I wouldn't have done if I was back in California. So when I first moved to New York and when 2020 hit, I finally was getting the groove with our friends, but also I took it upon myself to just make more moves with work, career, personal life, and everything. So you chose the word action as your word for 2020. In 2019, it also sounds like you did a lot. Like you graduated, you got your first full-time offer, and started your job. Did you feel like 2019 had a lot of inaction? Like why, I guess, did you specifically choose action as opposed to like, I don't know, something else? like balance or something. I was thinking about it, but 2019 was an amazing year for me. That was the most growth that I had, but I felt like it was still unfinished. I feel like I still had a lot more grind and power in me to push through and do more. And I felt like 2019 ended too soon. So (laughs) with 2020 being like the new decade, everyone was putting so much emphasis on it. The roaring 20s. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to take this year and just enhance it and keep pushing till, you know, I can't anymore. And I wanted action to kind of follow through to see what more can I do in this Mm -hmm. new year of discomfort. Yeah, honestly, 2020 yes. was so hyped up. Do you remember at the end of 2019, it was. all those tweets like, wow, like every holiday yeah. is on a Friday, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, wow, this is going to be a great year. I'm so excited. And then it was just completely different than what we could have possibly imagined. So Jojo, can you share why you chose gratitude as your word? So the reason I chose gratitude was because in 2019, I had graduated a year before that. And I kind of started realizing I should prioritize certain people and my own actions. So Mm -hmm. 2019 was kind of a shift in that now I'm an adult. Now I can foster specific relationships that are worth fostering. And I actually ended up having to let go of some people in my life. So I think for me, 2020 meant leaning into the people that still cared for me and vice versa and making sure that I could really express my gratitude towards them. And it's funny because the word gratitude almost sounds like I would have come up with that after COVID because it's so relevant. (laughs) But I actually came up with this in, I think, February, right before COVID got really bad. 
And it was a very fitting word because so much bad shit happened and it has helped me think of this year as more of like a glass half full perspective. Yeah, for me, I think I was just kind of in a rut. I don't think I completely knew how big of a rut I was in. So like JoJo, I graduated in 2018, started my job, moved to New York City. Everything was great. Everything was shiny and brand new. And 2019 was still really fun. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like I started creating different habits and building a certain lifestyle for myself that wasn't exactly what I want. And I don't think I really realized that until it was kind of later into the year. So Mm. in the beginning of 2020, I was reevaluating my life and kind of what I was doing in my free time, what I was spending my weekends doing, you know, like every day was basically go to work, you go home, you make dinner, you watch some Netflix with your roommates, or I guess with my roommates. And then in the weekends, it would be like, let's try out this new restaurant. And then at night, we would go to one of our friend's apartments to hang out, to drink. Maybe we would go to Koreatown or something. And don't get me wrong, like, all of this was fun. None of it was a bad time or anything. But I just felt like it was very repetitive. It wasn't really bringing me that much joy in the grand scale of things, you know? Like, it wasn't making me feel like I was becoming a better person. Mm. And my entire life, I don't think I ever really considered myself as that creative of a person, even though... I don't think other people would think that about me just based on things I've done in high school or in college or whatever. But I think at the beginning of this year, I was slowly realizing how I was in that rut and how I really wanted to lean into that more creative side of me and maybe start a few more projects. To be completely honest, when I decided on that word, I didn't have anything specific in mind of what I can do. I was just kind of like, I need to be more creative. I need to figure something out. Part of me probably thought like, you're not actually going to do it, but let's just have the word and see what happens. So... I guess we can now kind of jump into how we did. I think I did so well with my word and it was totally not on purpose. I don't think I could have done half of what I did if it wasn't for COVID, honestly, and slowing down. I can talk a little bit more about that in a second, but what about you guys? How do you guys feel about how you did with your word? I'm pretty happy about all the things I've accomplished. I think before we started reflecting, I was kind of in a rut of like, maybe I haven't done as much as I wanted to. But now that we're focusing on reflections, and I'm actually writing things down that the things I did, and kind of looking back at everything I've accomplished, I'm like, oh, wow, I actually did a lot more than I expected. And even with COVID going on, I was still able to find light and improvement and other positive aspects of my accomplishments. So I'm very proud of everything that I was able to kind of push through and mark off my list throughout the year. Yes. What is one specific action that you took in 2020 that you're exceptionally proud of? Definitely the embracing culture part. Like if you knew me as a kid, it's sad to say all I wanted to be is white and I even talk to my cousins now and they would say like, I would literally buy McDonald's before (laughs) we would go to dinner at an Asian restaurant because I didn't want to eat Asian food. I remember even telling my family that I didn't want to go to Asia because I didn't care about learning about it. That's why I look back now and I was like, oh my God, who am I? But this year really just taught me to learn about my Asian culture, really get involved. Like I now really have an interest about learning all these things and cooking mm-hmm. different authentic Asian food. And wow, you, know, you really rejected your culture. It was, it was really bad. <laughs> yeah, like we knew you did that, but I guess we didn't realize the extent because we've known you for this one year and mm-hmm. you're very not like that like I'm thinking of all the times that we (laughs) made so many random Asian dishes or like just the conversations we've had about our own connections to our culture shout out Mm -hmm. to our episode I think four (laughs) or three yeah 
that was just even a small portion, but there's so much of it where I look back and I'm like, I was such a brat. Like, who was I? Why did anyone allow me to be like this? And I think even now with my podcast episode where I'm talking to my mom and my aunt, like that is such a big step for me mm-hmm. and just everything I've been doing. So I would say I'm one step of finally becoming who I truly am and just like really finding what my interests lie in. Yeah, I love that for you. And I will happily taste test any dishes you want to try out. (laughs) Oh my God, 100%. (laughs) And I do want to say thank you to you guys because I think how in tune and like how much you guys promote (laughs) just like, no, but really just being Asian American and how much that means to your guys' identity. I didn't realize how much it really means to me until I started hanging out with you guys. Like how much you guys are involved with the Cosmos or Slanted and just things like that. You guys always bring it up. And for me, I was like, oh, wait, this stuff is actually really interesting. And I'm actually finally taking an interest in all this stuff. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm pretty happy that learned a lot from you guys. Thank you. Uh, We learned a lot from you too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Jojo, your turn. I feel like I did pretty well. I could have done a little better with my word. It was just, I don't want to use it as as an excuse, obviously. This year sucked for everyone, but I think having gratitude as my word has really helped me flip everything upside down. I'm trying to think of what, where I want to go with this, but. No, No, I totally know what you mean. It's kind of like, Yes, things were shitty, but at the end of the day, we're still here. We still have our relationships with each other, our families safe. Like, you know, not everyone can say that. And I'm not trying to say that they're not grateful, but it's also like we're all living in our own different realities while we all go through this one collective trauma. This universal Mm -hmm. trauma. Yeah, exactly. We should feel fortunate. We're at home for this extended amount of time. I have not been at home this long since high school, which sure could be a good thing or a bad thing, but I'm going to take it as a good thing, because my word is gratitude. And this year I lost two family members. But I mean, if I was in New York, I probably wouldn't have been able to be there for my great uncle's funeral. I probably wouldn't, no, I definitely wouldn't have been able to spend as much time as I did with my dog before she passed in October. And yeah, it's just being really grateful for all the things that happened as a result. And obviously I'm very privileged to be able to say this, but we all moved out of our apartments and it sucks to have to move away from the city that we're trying to make our lives in as young 20 somethings. But as a result, we're saving so much money, even though I have been relentlessly on my shopping <laughs> and we would not be able to be with our friends and family back at home otherwise. I agree. Yeah, there's definitely a silver lining into everything. So much has happened. Think about how different our lives would be right now in New York, but also so much good came from it. And kind of segueing back into my word, like I said earlier, when I chose a word, I was kind of like, am I actually going to do this? Like, how would I actually even kind of keep building on something like this but through COVID which was such a shitty situation I was able to really slow down and really look back at how I was spending my time what I actually find important and just kind of flex my creative juices I guess and one we started this podcast first of all like we first kind of had the idea for this and first really started planning in like May June of 2020 and We were home for about one to two months at that point already, and those first two months were hard. I never left my house, completely 360 from our lives in New York prior to Mm -hmm. COVID. So I'm really grateful, and it definitely was a very creative endeavor. We're doing all this stuff, right? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, we did a lot from the social media planning to the content for episodes. The episode editing. Yeah, it's all very creative, definitely. So actually, my word itself wasn't really creativity. It was to create. 
I think my main goal was to think of what I can do. And we literally created a podcast together. And it's, there's a few other things too. Like I bought an iPad and try to get into procreate yes. and digital lettering and stuff. And yes. I am not good by any means, nor is it something that I'm doing as consistently as I would like, but it's something that I do enjoy learning. And even though I'm not where I want to be at it, it's still something that I'm really proud of myself for starting. Another thing that comes to mind too is nail art. I really started doing that in quarantine. Yeah, um, that's another form of creativity for yeah. sure. I actually just posted on our Instagram for Vlogmas of a few of my different nail <laughs> looks. So if you're curious at all, go to our Instagram and click on the April highlight. If you click through, you can kind of see it. But I'm just really proud of myself, I guess. We're proud of you too. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <Proud laughs> April. But yeah, so I am really excited about this year and obviously it wasn't perfect, but I'm looking forward to 2021. So when you say that you reflected on the things that you weren't happy about, did you literally just like mentally reflect or did you write things down? Did you journal about it? How did you exactly reshift your perspective? I think it was always kind of a creeping thought Mm -hmm. in 2019. Like, don't get me wrong, we were having a ton of fun with each other and with the city, whatever. But I wasn't completely happy with how I was, you know, that term like designing your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I felt like my life could have been better designed and that I wasn't Mm -hmm. doing a good enough job. So I actually do wish I journaled more. We were just talking about this before this call. But no, I think most of it was just me kind of thinking about it. But then when quarantine kind of started you're kind of just like thinking to yourself all day you're alone with your thoughts yeah like to an extreme or just before it was kind of like a passing thought you're on the subway by yourself and you're just like huh you know like that's interesting (laughs) Mm -hmm. but then it became the extreme of oh my god now i'm in vegas i'm not doing anything and i'm thinking back to my life where i was quote unquote so busy but then doing Mm -hmm. what Wow, what was yeah, I so busy exactly. doing? You know, nothing. I was busy doing nothing. But now I feel like I am more intentional with my time. You know what I love about us is that everything we've been saying, we actually make it come true. Like literally this podcast came as a joke and we actually made it happen. Like even the trips that we've done. I remember like I posted in our group chat and I was like, haha, who wants to go to Atlanta? I'm going to training. Like, does anyone want to come with me? And literally April message, she's like, I'm down and we book tickets, everything happens. So like, I love that about us because I know that like no one's going to flake. Things that we say will come to fruition. <laughs> Someone said action. And that's on your word for 2020. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's on action. <laughs> so... What do you think you accomplished this year that would have shocked you a year ago? Hmm, that's a good question. I think for me, it's the WAP Animal Crossing video. Oh my god, yes! (laughs) I don't know, it would have shocked me like even 10 years ago because for those of you who don't know, I used to make music videos with Sims and stuff (laughs) when I was like 10 and 12 years old on YouTube. Shout out to Linda. And shout out to Linda Friendly, who was my rival kind of, who also put out content and we would compete (laughs) to get the music videos out first regardless it was kind of like a hobby of mine when I was 12 so now being I wonder if it's like because I'm back at home it just brought back the feelings of being young again of middle school Jojo yeah Mm -hmm. middle school me but back then obviously I didn't reach 2 million views and now I'm sitting on 2.2 million and I have people who are genuinely interested in the content and I actually checked my subscriber analytics and 3,000 people clicked turn the notification bell on for when she makes new content. So <gasps> oh. I need to get on that. Yeah. Jojo, oh I'm God. waiting for the next Animal Crossing video. 
3,000 people are waiting, JoJo. <laughs> I know. I'm working on it. I would definitely say mine is finally learning how to cook because in college, <laughs> I literally lived off of instant ramen and my grandparents have a Chinese restaurant at home and I only went to college about 45 minutes to an hour away from home. So I would drive down to OC every week, pick up Chinese food, bring it back home. And we all know that Chinese food is great for leftovers and everything. If I wasn't mm-hmm. eating Chinese food, I was making instant noodles. If I wasn't eating instant noodles, <laughs> oh I was gosh. eating leftover food. So I only knew how to boil water and that's all. My family wouldn't even let me near the stove. I didn't even want to go near the stove. So when I finally moved to New York, I'm like, oh shit, if I, I can't eat out all the time because one, that's super expensive and not on my budget. And then two, it was also, I'm being an adult. I need to learn how to cook. I need to learn how to feed myself. And then when 2020 happened, I really enjoyed cooking. I was learning how to make a lot of authentic dishes. I'd made an effort to anything that my mom was cooking. I'm like recording it. I'm learning the recipes. <laughs> I was learning how to cook every Asian dish that she was making. And then when we had our New York Airbnb, I was cooking with Joey and you guys. Yeah, and- you guys were cooking a lot. They had this well fed. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because you're like, oh, wow, like this food is good. And to me, I'm like, oh, my God, really? Like that was in shock because I think in 2019, it was so bad where I would make food. And at that point, it was like edible. It didn't even taste good, but I made it. And I was like, I have to eat this, you know, like I can't waste food. But like yeah. I would make garlic noodles to the point where it was inedible, but I meal prepped. So I had a whole week of garlic noodles that tasted like cardboard. You should have just not eaten You could add like protein to that and just make it taste better. I, I tried, but at that point it was like... <laughs> She's like, I can't save this. <laughs> 2020 has been a year of good food and good cooking. And then now I'm getting into like cocktails and cafe yes. parties and stuff. So lots of things to come. I'm, I'm very you heard proud of myself. heard it here first. Jackie She's is going to open her own cafe one day. <laughs> I think what would shock me the most is the fact that we started this podcast, to be completely yeah, honest. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> it seems so <laughs> random. It doesn't seem on brand. Yeah. Right? Like, it just seems kind of random. Like, I don't talk openly like this normally. <laughs> Same. And, and, like, why? Why do we do this? <laughs> but, you know, we did, and it was such a great experience. I think it really bonded the three of us together, too. Like, I know so much more about you guys through our different conversations that we have in planning, but also in the episodes itself, obviously. And it's just been a lot of creative output, one might say, that has just been very rewarding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think originally my goal for the podcast, I said, if one person takes something away, then I'll mm-hmm. be happy. Yeah. And we've since had not like too many people, but a few people reach <laughs> out saying that they really enjoyed what we said or could relate to us. And that's really all we wanted from this. So thank yeah. you guys for listening. And at this point of recording, we have over 1300 episode plays. I mean, okay, I know that's yes. that's not like millions of people or like crazy, but that's still 1300 times someone clicked play on our episodes exactly so very shocking indeed how would y'all describe your relationship with yourself this past year I would definitely say I'm becoming I'm learning to become more of myself like becoming becoming uh, by Michelle Obama (laughs) by Jacqueline Mock I'm really truly learning about 
myself, my likes and dislikes, what I tend to succeed in, what I tend to fail in. Mental health is such a big thing and it wasn't a big priority until COVID hit and I'm slowly really, you know, putting that as my first priority. So I would say I'm learning how to love myself. I do think that I am still struggling with a lot of stuff because I feel like I reverted into my old self a little here just because in Orange Mm -hmm. County, everything is so comfortable. So I noticed I was becoming too comfortable. A lot of things I was doing that I wasn't very proud of or a lot of things I couldn't change because I'm like, do I really want to change this? I'm too comfy here. But I think I'm putting a more emphasis on getting to know myself and putting myself first. Therapy and I'm journaling a lot more and I even bought the self-reflection kit from We're Not Really Strangers. I think similar to Jackie, I definitely learned a lot more about myself this year. Something that I realized recently actually is that I really like the person that I'm becoming. So yeah, I think that's all I really need to say. I do think I have a better understanding of who I am and who I want to be and I'm excited to see how I blossom in my 20s. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so now we're going to jump in into our reflections around our career and our relationships. Starting with career, for me at least, I definitely feel a lot more confident. I think 2020 was really the year of me getting into the groove, which sounds silly because I was already at my company for basically just over a year when 2020 started. I, I first started my job in December 2018, so I don't know why it took that long, to be honest. I do feel like it is a little bit longer, but I guess if you look at it in the grand scheme of things... It's only one year out of what will potentially be a 40 plus year career. Mm -hmm. So I definitely felt like I got into the groove in 2019. I felt very insecure and I just, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, to be completely honest. Like, (laughs) obviously I was doing a good job, but internally I didn't feel confident at what I was doing, even though clearly I was still doing it like I, I got promoted for god's sakes they were gonna promote Hell me yeah. but yes uh, go april so i think 2020 this year i'm getting to that point where i'm really realizing how i am actually really good at what i do you are great at what you do <laughs> <That's been> amazing <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> i think the turning point for me this year was when i realized it's not about perfectionism i never really consider myself as a perfectionist Like, yes, obviously I want things to be done correctly. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want to say perfect. (laughs) You know, like, obviously I want things to be done correctly, but I didn't really realize that I was making myself feel bad when things didn't come out perfectly. So that was a turning point for me. And once I realized that I was doing that, I kind of gave myself more grace to not be perfect all the time. If there's an awkward pause every now and then, like no one actually cares. No one has ever said to me like, hey, April, like that was really weird or you shouldn't have done that or whatever. It's all in my head because I'm like, Mm -hmm. I could have done that better or I could have done this better. So definitely got into the groove this year and overall feeling a lot more confident. It's been two years on my company now. So right now I'm kind of looking forward. How do I want to grow within this company? Do I want to grow within this company? I like being in a client facing role. So I do see that happening for a little bit longer, but it has been two years. So it is that time when you start wondering what's next. Yeah, I also feel more confident in my work. I've definitely gotten more responsibility now because I graduated in May 2018. And this is technically my second job. I've only been here for a little less than a year and a half. 
but I've noticed a shift with my manager giving me much more responsibility. Now I'm slowly starting to manage our junior level creatives. And it's something that I never really thought about doing this year, especially. And it feels actually really good to be trusted to give my feedback to people just starting out. I've also learned that I'm being more open with my coworkers. Like my manager told me in my year and a half review that she wished that I was a little more open. And I told her like, it's hard for me because with Asian culture, it's kind of hard to just speak what's on your mind all the time. And that does make you a little more reserved. And once I really explained that to her, she started understanding me better. And she understood that not all of your employees are gonna be able to bond with you over the Beatles because not everyone grew up with their parents blasting that on the cassette player or whatever. So I think <laughs> I think that really made my manager realize like you need to cater to all of your employees and not just to specifically ones that you are completely similar with. And I also completely shifted my mindset with COVID happening that work is just work and it doesn't define who you are. And I know we just had a whole episode on this called Money Versus Happiness, but you know, I'm realizing that yes, I like my job, but it really is just a job at the end of the day. Yeah, my title is, I guess, interesting. It's art director, but that doesn't really define me. And mm -hmm. I'm starting to really understand that more and letting that just fuel my other interests in my life. I love that. And two years ago, when that May Mentor application first came out and we had just finished our internship, a few people were asking me, are you going to apply? And in my mind, I was like, no, I'm not certified. I don't know what I want to do. And now I feel really confident. My mentee, our relationship has meant so much to me. And she has told me many times that not only can she really relate to me because we're both, you know, minorities, but I am in this career path doing what she wants to do. And just any advice I have for her has helped her. And Aww. I never would have thought that in 2020, I would be a mentor, but it has been yes. very rewarding. I really relate to that, Jojo. I feel like this entire conversation, just me saying like, yes, me too, because it's true. <laughs> I was also a mate mentor this past summer and it was so rewarding. I got paired up with this yeah. wonderful girl named Sabrina. She just graduated and she's also getting into accounts in the ad industry which I'm not specifically in, but I think it was really helpful for her and for me to just kind of hear each other's perspectives. I just was really invested with helping her find her first job out of college because I was her two years ago, you know, like going through all these interviews, but it's even harder now in COVID and meeting people virtually and not being able to move to a new city and experience, for example, New York like I did. For me, I would say when 2020 started, that was when I was hitting my first six months in the corporate world. The first time I've ever had a full-time job. And I would say I'm pretty proud of myself because for career, I was able to hit a lot of things that I didn't expect I'd be doing. Like I got a certification for work. As a technical account manager, I was taking on these enterprise accounts and running them on my own. Like these companies would look for me for guidance. And I'm like, are you <laughs> sure that I'm the right person? I would say I'm still dealing with a lot of imposter syndrome just because because mm -hmm. everyone that I am working with, I am the youngest at the company. You know, I just graduated college. 
college. Everyone has 20, 30, even 40 years more experience than I do, but it's just learning to tackling work and not letting my age affect how I approach things. Like I have to keep telling myself, my manager, my team, trust me enough to run these accounts and that I'm able to tackle these things. Even on top of that, with the word of action, I've been wanting to work a lot more on my public speaking. I know that I have a lot of filler words and I get really nervous. It was to the point where I couldn't even ask a question in class because my hands would get sweaty and I would get nervous just even talking out loud in a group setting. So that was one thing that I wanted to work on and kind of assist in my career because since I am client facing, but I was like, I want to speak on a panel. And like even a couple of weeks ago, I got asked to speak on a panel for customer success. And I was like, wow, <laughs> you know, a lot of these things that I'm going for, they're falling into place. They're showing me that I'm able to make a lot more progress than what I expect I would be doing. Honestly, I feel like this podcast has made us all better speakers in work yeah. and everything. Because when I'm presenting to a client, I sometimes I'm like, I just said like, but <laughs> in my mind, I tell myself, don't say like, don't say um, and just speak with confidence. And I've learned that from working on this. Yes. I would say all of us have been doing an amazing job because our first episode that I would edit, we would have like every sentence. And then now when I'm editing, I'm like, wow, I don't even have to edit that much because we're (laughs) speaking so fluently. We're speaking a lot slower, pausing a lot more and everything's a lot more concise. And I'm like, we've come a long way. We have. That first episode was rough. (laughs) I think that'd be funny to just edit it and have it on hand for us. So we just talked about our career reflections. How do you guys think you did with your relationships this year? With your family, with friends, coworkers? I think with relationships with friends, I built it a lot in 2019. But 2020, alongside with COVID and moving back home, I got so, so close to my family and even my brother. Yeah, you hang out with your brother a lot. Yeah, and I'm surprised, like, growing up with my brother Justin, we fought so much. Anytime we talked, it turned into a screaming fist fight. And then as we grew older, we would talk here and there, but we had our own separate lives. But when COVID Mm -hmm. hit and we were all quarantined, I'm like, Justin is the only person that I can talk to because my parents are still working (laughs) and, and all that stuff. And we just ended up getting really, really close. I always felt weird when I would just go into his room and sit, and then now it's just so normal. I just go in his room and I'm like, hey, what are you doing? Like, let's go do something. Like, you want to go get food or we'll talk about a lot of stuff. And me and my brother are super into music. So whenever I find a new song, I run down. I'm like, Justin, stop what you're doing. Here, check out this new song that I'm listening to. That's so cute. We just grew our relationship so much. And same with like my mom and my dad before. I would say it's very surface level. And I think even with the recent podcast episode, it, it allows me to break those barriers and really just getting to know them for who they are not just as my brother or my mom or my dad they're not just side characters Jackie yeah (laughs) they're they're part of my life now (laughs) what about you guys yeah so I actually started therapy this year and one of my big reasons was because it's hard for me to express my emotions to people including my family members and yeah I would say it has helped me a lot to get closer with them especially also just being at home with them for literally like 10 months now which is insane has it been 10 months yeah around 10 months but my brother went off to college but now he's back for two months because with covid they're like kind of redoing the semester system so he's been at home for a few weeks now and 
we keep saying like we need to go get lunch we need to do this but he's been more open with me as well and our age gap is six years which is insane so when I look at him I'm still like oh you're a baby but he'll come to me with advice whether it's like girls or related to partying or going out I mean not during COVID but you know what I mean just like (laughs) everyday college stuff that I already experienced and it's kind of nice to be able to connect more and I've also heard that as you get older, the age gap kind of decreases as you both get more and more mature. So my relationships have definitely been flourishing during COVID. Yes, you said flourishing. Yeah, I said flourish. I think my friendships this year has definitely gone a lot stronger. I think us three also, like Stacey and everyone else, We've always been good friends, right? Before, I guess it was easier to hang out. I think that's what the main difference was. Now there's more effort and more thought into, oh, I need to text them about this thing or we need to schedule a happy hour slash Zoom date. I can see all of us putting effort into keeping our relationship alive. Before, when we went out all the time, it's like we're hanging out and we're seeing each other, but we're not really like talking. Yeah. (laughs) We're just like, what do you want to drink? It's not like what has been keeping you up at night. (laughs) No, I totally feel that. And also, I'm sure we talked about this before, but like with Ed and Elliot and like that whole group, we met them basically in January. So two months before we all had to leave and in the beginning of our friendships with them, it was so fresh and so new. Like I definitely felt like a little bit unsure about my relationship with them. But then through (laughs) this year and through spending more time with each other and through mutually putting an effort into getting to know each other and Mm -hmm. asking about what keeps you up at night, things like that. (laughs) I think our relationships have really grown and I do feel really comfortable with each and every one of you guys. And also this podcast too. Yeah, because we've had our friends on as guests too. So it also helps just like Mm -hmm. pick their brain and learn about them. I will say I could probably do better with some of my other friends, to be honest. It's just hard during all this to remember to because I'm really bad about texting back and sometimes I'll just like imagine a response in my brain and then I won't actually send it so if you're listening to this and you're a part of my like 20 unreads I'm sorry I'll get back to it (laughs) I feel like if we put on our read receipts we would respond like because you have to (laughs) (laughs) there's more pressure with COVID going on I feel like a lot more people reached out because we are all stuck at home so a lot of people that I'm still friends with, but we don't talk as often. I found myself FaceTiming friends that I don't talk to the day-to-day basis, but now we're still making an effort to build these relationships from people that I haven't seen in a year. Yeah, definitely. So for everything we've accomplished, even with 2020, are there any bad habits that you may have picked up during this year? Well, does my posture count? (laughs) Yes, because same. I think a bad habit that I picked up is I'm not eating three meals a day. Oh, same. Like, it's already 1.41 and I haven't eaten a meal yet. <laughs> yeah, because we were just recording all morning. But in 2019, or at least before, I would eat breakfast, like, at the office. Like, I'd always just get, mm. like, a cereal or yogurt or whatever. And then lunchtime, I would always bring lunch or buy lunch. And then at dinner, I would make dinner or we would, like, do something. But now being home, it's like, I'm up working at 6, 7 a.m. And then it's... So you don't eat until much later. Yeah, because no. I don't feel like eating that early, you know? Yeah. And I'm working and I just don't want to think about it. So I feel like my eating habits have definitely gone to shit this year. And that's not good because I think my body just naturally has a really fast metabolism and it's really, really hard for me to gain weight. And if I'm not eating enough, that's even worse. Yeah. Yeah. When I was paying for a gym membership, I was going at least like once or twice a week. 
And I would say this year, I probably only worked out like times, which is pretty bad. Remember in the beginning of quarantine when we would plan workout sessions together? Oh my god, we did that maybe twice. We did that twice. No, we did that at least three or four times. It was it was fun while it lasted. (laughs) (laughs) I would say my bad habits is yeah, just reverting back to my old self now that I'm back at home. Since all the days start to turn the same, everything Mm -hmm. just feels like one blob. I found myself sleeping Mm -hmm. a lot more like I either sleep way too much or just way too little not getting a good amount of sleep. I found that I'm extremely bored all the time too. So I revert to my phone and I found that that has been very detrimental to me like I'm constantly on TikTok social yeah, too media much screen time yeah oh for sure the screen time is out of this world I'm sad to say I just looked and I was at 11 hours at that point I feel like that's a problem so I need to chill on that. <laughs> that's a lot that, that is, is lot. too much I don't know how I got there I think another bad habit for me is not leaving my house oh my, oh my god, god yeah like I don't know what fresh air is. I'll go out and I was like, "Whoa, this is what the sky looks like," and I'm like, oh "Yeah, my God. I'm like, this is what oxygen smells like." Okay, <laughs> oh not God. really, but <laughs> yeah, uh, I know I've been really bad about that too. Like after this, we should all go outside. Yeah, I'm probably not going to. <laughs> I <laughs> feel like I leave my house once walk. every two weeks which is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I do at work sometimes is we'll schedule a walking meeting where That's if it's just cute. a casual chat, we'll just call each other on our phone numbers and just like go outside for a walk for 30 minutes. And it's not like I do that all the time, but it helps. It's just insane to think that going forward, coronavirus is going to keep coming back. I have friends in med school and stuff that say it's going to keep happening every year and every year we're going to have to get shots. So mm-hmm. I don't know what to expect going forward. Yeah, and also the general sentiment towards like germs and stuff is going to be changed forever, basically. Because think about all the times we share drinks, share food, whatever, like all the dirty subway rails we've held or touched or whatever. Dude, those crowded subways are going to be no more. I remember like squeezing in, pushing my way in just before the doors closed. And I'm (laughs) like, oh my God, I can't And you're like literally face to face with a stranger just staring at each other. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I just feel like there were a lot of emotions this year. I definitely, it was definitely a roller coaster for me. Like thinking of like how I felt in the beginning and then those first two months in quarantine, y'all, that was rough. I'm just really ready to be back in New York, to be honest. I feel like I'm floating yeah. yeah, in limbo. We're in limbo, basically. I'm in limbo. limbo. Yeah, because everyone yeah. keeps asking me, like, oh, why aren't you staying home longer? You would be saving so much money, all that stuff. It's like, it's not about the money. And yeah. I know that sounds I very agree. privileged, but mm-hmm. it's it's about everything. <laughs> yeah, like, it's about I everything. found myself adulting and being the only person I can rely on when I was in New York was myself and I had to cook for myself. You had to grow up. Yeah, Yeah, I had Mm -hmm. to take care of myself. And then now that I'm back here, like I just know that going back to New York will get me back up on my feet. And as much as like I love my friends and family here, I know that for my growth and where I want to be in the next year, it's in New York. And I, I truly feel that. So that's why I want to make the decision to go as soon as I can, but still spending enough time at home. I honestly like don't see myself living in New York forever. And I'm sure the same applies to you guys. So I feel like my time to live there is running out because I don't want to be like 35 living there. So it's like now or never, you know? I may want to live in New York forever. Oh, 
It's weird for me too because I was like, I'm only going to live in New York for one to two years, see how it is. And obviously California is my home. I'm going to be back. And then now everyone keeps asking me, I'm like, let me just add five years to it. Yeah. I could see myself being 30 something and still being in New York, but- who knows? That, that was definitely me when I first moved to New York. I mean, the thing is, every time I leave New York, I miss it. To me, New York is home. It really is. When I first moved to New York, I had the same thoughts. Let's do this for two years and see what happens. I'm at that two yeah. years now, and I'm nowhere close ready to leave. What's crazy enough is that even a year or two from now, we may find something could be completely different. I yeah, like that's very true. Now, but things could change and next thing you know like April and Jojo are also across the country maybe even abroad and (laughs) yeah (laughs) Brian and I have been talking a lot about living in London London would be really fun come visit Australia it's Australia I heard that Australia is like America but just with accents (laughs) (laughs) I love that and with scary animals Booking tickets I'm not trying right to now. shit on it to our Australian listeners because I know that there's some. <laughs> Wait, I love that though. I want to go there now. Sorry, America. Wait, but no. if you think of it that way, isn't London like America but with accents? But with too? accents <laughs> and Indian food. Oh Wait, their God. Indian food is so bomb. I was supposed to go in April. Have you been to London before? I was supposed to go for the first time. Oh. No, I've never been to Europe. Wait, really? what? <gasps> yeah can we do an agu europe trip like <gasps> like that's why i'm so pissed guys i was supposed to go for the first time wait i don't know why but i thought i thought you've been i've only been to asia where were you planning to go besides london i was gonna go to paris and london okay okay interesting let's plan a trip i can help i say let's go to amsterdam and italy i've i've been meaning to go there too and i really 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 want to go to like the small towns of germany Ooh, yes. So we just talked a whole lot about our 2020 reflections from relationships to careers to our personal lives. Now we're going to pivot to what we hope to see in 2021. The next word that I have for me is grit. I think that everything I'm doing now, I find myself getting bored really easily or I switch hobbies all the time. I never really stick to anything. So hopefully with grit, it'll allow me to keep pushing through. How I would implement this is putting things into routine. A lot of YouTube videos that I watch, they do either doing like an X calendar, like making a mark on an axis so you have like a visual representation of your habits that you're doing or Matt Diavella who is a YouTuber he says there's like a two-day rule so one day is okay to miss but two days you can never or else you're gonna break that habit so I'm hopefully gonna use these things to kind of putting reading back into my routine putting meditation putting these hobbies that I always have an interest in but I get bored so easily but using grit to kind of push through even though I don't want to do it for that day. There's one thing I heard too of you just have to continue to fight your mind because even with working out say that I don't want to work out today I feel shitty I don't want to do that but your body is still able to do that your mind is blocking that road so as long as you can put your mind aside put it into routine and get through that know your body is able to I'm lucky enough to have an able body to work out then I need to stop letting my mind put these roadblocks in front of me and do these things that I can and use grit to push through. What about you? I think mine is intention. So 
just to really lean into whatever I'm doing because I found my whole life I kind of have a lot of different goals or ideas in my brain and then I kind of never fully act on them or I get really lost with what I'm actually wanting to do because I have so many options and paths I can take. So I think for me, it's about deciding what I'm going to do and really stick to it and do it with as much intention as I have. My word that I'm setting for myself for 2021 is growth. This refers to a few different things, including the podcast. I really want to grow this podcast and see where it can take us. I want to keep building on it. So maybe like YouTube, bringing on more guests, having more collaborations with different other Asian American organizations. We're already planning Q1, so... Yes, we are. But then also career growth. So getting promoted at my company or, I don't know, maybe even getting a new job. Who knows, right? Overall, I just want to grow as a human being and keep learning more about myself. And Mm -hmm. I'm turning 24 next year in 2021. It's the beginning of my mid-20s. And at 24, it's going to be the year of the ox, which means <gasps> for me yeah. and Jackie, at least, we're going to have two trips around the Zodiac. And it's supposed to be a year of good luck. So I'm really excited. There's still so much growth that needs to happen. And we'll yeah. see how it, how it goes, how it pans out. Thank you so much for tuning in to the last episode of Asian Glow Up in 2020. Like I said in the beginning of this episode, we're so excited to share what we've been working on in 2021. This hiatus will only be for two weeks, so you can expect our next episode to be live on January 12th. In the meantime, don't miss us too much and find us on Instagram at Asian Glow Up Pod. See you soon!